The Anchored City Podcast is recorded in Anchorage, Alaska, on the traditional lands of the Denina Athabascan people. I have heard the oldest stories that the wisest man never told. And I cast aside my worries And just went digging for gold And I will scale the highest mountains Looking for the bluest blue Welcome to the Anchored City Podcast, where we are connecting with Anchorage's soul through her history, stories, and people. At the corner of F Street and 2nd Avenue stands the former home of Andrew Christensen at 542 West 2nd Avenue. The cottage is kitty corner across the intersection from the Leopold David House. The building, now an ophthalmologist office, was built for Christensen when he served as the manager of the Land and Industrial Department of the Alaska Engineering Commission from 1916 to 1919. Known as Cottage 21, Its floor plan is unique from any of the homes built by the Alaska Railroad for its staff because it was custom-built for Christensen. Before serving the Engineering Commission, Christensen was the chief of the Alaska Field Office of the General Land Office in Juneau. In that capacity, he was responsible to supervise both the design of the original Anchorage town site and the sale of the town lots in 1915. On July 10, 1915, Lots in the proposed 347-acre town site, each 50 feet by 140 feet, were auctioned off. Christensen himself served as the auctioneer. In the crowd was A.J. Tony Wendler, one of a group of about 30 Catholic men in the small tent city. The group had contacted the bishop in Seattle about sending a priest to Anchorage. Father Cremont, who was the prefect Apostolic for Alaska contacted Father John Vanderpaul in Valdez to investigate. Vanderpaul in turn sent Father William Shepard to the fast-growing railroad camp on Ship Creek. He visited for two weeks offering mass and assessing the situation. Having heard a good report from Father Shepard, Father Vanderpaul gave permission to Tony Wendler, an old friend, to act on his behalf at the town auction and purchase a lot on which to build a church. They decided to bid on lots 11 and 12, block 54. The auction of town lots was being held with no minimum. In Wendler's pocket was $175. When lots 11 and 12 were called out, Tony opened the bidding at $175, every single cent he had. As soon as Christensen received the bid, Wendler yelled out, These lots are for a church and a hospital. Upon hearing this, Christensen hammered down his gavel, ending the bidding and awarding the lots to Wendler without taking a single additional bid. Over the two days of competitive bidding, $148,000 was paid for 655 lots in the new town site. One of the most expensive lots purchased was sold on the first day to L.O. Nyberg. That lot is at the corner of 4th Avenue and C Street, today the parking lot for Big Ray's Army Surplus. The winning bid was $825, for a lot the government thought would fetch $400. Some of the lots were even sold to women, not a common practice at the time. And within six months, 
there were over 145 buildings along 4th Avenue. Soon a 24 by 48 foot three pew church with ornamental cement block siding built at a cost of $1,400 stood on the lots purchased by Tony Wendler. Today, Holy Family Cathedral stands at this location, less than a 10 minute walk from Andrew Christensen's cottage. I love this story, but I find it curious that it appears a hospital was never built at this location. Looking around downtown Anchorage today, one might wonder why there isn't a hospital. Many cities have a hospital located in the central business district of their city, but not Anchorage. This has not always been the case. If we step back into history, we will see that Anchorage's healthcare system has its roots in downtown. The Anchorage Railroad Commission built two hospitals during its time managing the city of Anchorage. According to photographic records, the first was a log building, or maybe two log buildings, on the railroad grounds at the base of Government Hill, near where the entrance to the Port of Alaska in Anchorage is today. That building stood next to an open field used to play baseball. That early log hospital was soon replaced by a more modern building located across the Ship Creek Valley on the South Bluff. That hospital served the city from around 1917 into the late 1930s. In a 1935 Anchorage Daily Times report, it was noted that a larger hospital with more conveniences is sorely needed. It is here where the Catholic Church returns to the story. Within a year, the Sisters of Providence announced plans to build a two-story, 52-bed, state-of-the-art facility towards the western end of the Park Strip at the corner of 9th Avenue and L Street. The Providence Hospital opens in 1939. With the opening of this hospital, Anchorage residents begin to stay in-state for their health care. The hospital operates at that location until 1962, when it moves to the Goose Lake area, where it continues to this day as the Providence Alaska Medical Center. After Providence left that facility at 9th and L, the building continued to serve the city's medical needs as the St. Mary's Residence Hospital. Today, a Clarion Suites Hotel and a Benihana Restaurant sit on the site of this hospital. However, if you stand at the corner of 9th and L, you can still witness a piece of Anchorage's healthcare history. On the northeast corner of the intersection stands a building that houses the Anchorage Health Department. Before its use as an office tower, this building was a hospital. Opened in 1963, Anchorage Presbyterian Hospital was a partnership between local healthcare providers and the Presbyterian Church. In 1968, it changed its name to the Anchorage Community Hospital, and in 1976, the hospital moved to a new location on DeBar Road, where it continues to this day as Alaska Regional Hospital. On the other side of downtown, in what is now an empty lot on 3rd Avenue between Ingra and Eagle Street, in November 1953, the Anchorage Medical Center of the Alaska Native Service opened in Anchorage. This 400-bed facility at the time, the largest civilian building in Alaska 
was built by the Bureau of Indian Affairs in response to a tuberculosis epidemic in rural Alaska. Interestingly, this hospital did not add an emergency room until 1973. The hospital became a hub of health care for Alaska's Native community. In 1998, the transfer of the hospital to Native ownership was completed. Today, the hospital is owned by the Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium and South Central Foundation and operates on a new campus opened in 1997 in the UMED district at the corner of Tudor Road and Elmore. And with all those lessons learned With the crazy long life that I lived already And the scars I earned I still can't seem to find the answers And though the questions I never knew But loving you just once was worth it even if I, I can't have it's hard to imagine buying two lots in downtown Anchorage today for a total of $175, particularly if one was for health care. Health care costs in Alaska are among the highest in the country. One recent presentation on the topic stated, Alaska has high health care costs plus excessive cost escalation that significantly exceeds personal income growth. The cost of health insurance grows while wages stagnate. And this challenge is more severe in Alaska relative to other states. While health care has existed in Anchorage since the city's inception, accessing that health care has become increasingly difficult for some. In our next episode, we will consider the issue of access to health care in Anchorage. The Anchored City Podcast is grateful for a grant from Resonate Global Mission that in part makes this podcast possible. We are also grateful for our partnership with Street Psalms. Check them out at streetpsalms.org. And we're grateful for you, our listeners. If you are grateful for what you are hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and recommend us to your friends. Resources used to make this episode can be found in the show details. The Anchorage City Podcast is hosted by Joel Kiekenfeld and is a production of the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative. The mission of the collaborative is to train the head, heart, and hands of urban leaders to love their city and seek its peace. When we say peace, we mean the desire to see a world where all things are the way they are supposed to be for all people. Find us online at anchorageutc.org and on social media at Anchorage UTC. Our theme song is by Anchorage's own Monica Lettner.